This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show, where each week we discuss best practices in the field of customer experience management. I'm Tom DeWitt, Director of CXM at MSU, and I'm joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Bob Keipel, Vice President of CX of M and retired Global CX Executive with General Motors. Without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Tom and Bob Show. I'm Tom DeWitt, and I'm joined by Bob Keipel. We are thrilled to have Stacy Sherman with us here today. Stacy is the Director of Customer Experience and Employee Engagement for the Schindler Elevator Corporation. You don't see that very often. Um, she is also the founder of Doing CX Right, and I'm all for that, Stacy. Um, in that role, she serves as a mentor, an author, a speaker, and a blogger. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start off. We're going to talk mostly about your role about CX, um, uh, you know, as an independent CX expert in the country here. But let's talk a little bit about Schindler um, just to set the, set this up. Um, tell us a little bit about your job and what does an elevator company have to do with CX and what challenges are you dealing with in your company? Yes, so... Um my role is leading customer experience, customer excellence, but what's really important here is it's through our motivated, engaged, fabulous workforce, sales teams. Actually, every role in the company owns the customer experience. And so part of my role and my team is to help educate everybody and drive the culture where it's customer first, and especially the front line are technicians who go out every day to service our customers. And when you say, yeah, what does an elevator escalator have to do with customer experience? Well, it's not just the rider experience, and certainly safety is mm. first foremost, um, but it's when we are working with our property managers, for example. And if things don't go right, right, we have to come in. There's maintenance, there's service. And so it's really delivering an experience through an entire journey of how customers interact with us. It's a lot to say behind that, but an elevator is not just an elevator. There's a lot behind it. I'm, I'm really thrilled about your job title. Is that something Schindler was really purposeful about in, in getting you on board, or did that title evolve um, as you were there? It evolved. I mean, it, it, it just goes hand in hand. Oh, One can't be without the other. So I, you know, you have to work from the inside in terms of the employees, right, are the ones that can make or break a customer experience, whether it's the call center, whether it's a survey rep, whether it's the field and sales force and superintendents. But then there's also this outside in approach too, 
which is when you're developing new products and services, you have to go to the customer and ask them what do they want, what do they need. So it's both the inside out and the outside in methodology. Well, I'm, we're, we're glad that you and Schindler got that. We, we really are. because <laughs> we, we, we totally agree. Um, so today we want to talk a little bit about a blog that you've written, CX Leadership Lessons to Humanize Your Business. And perhaps today more than ever is that critical, um, both in terms of our, our relationships with our customers and our employees. Um, so you've, you, you, you mentioned miscommunication as a source of difficulties with our customers. What's the best way to up the human factor with customers pick up the phone it's it, it's that simple I mean yes there's a lot of CX methodologies and, and sophisticated technology but to humanize business start with the basics so pick up the phone respond you know when when people are looking for an answer sometimes you don't know the answer sometimes there's answers that are way beyond you but it's humanizing, it's empathizing with the other person, customer. And even when you don't know an answer, you pick up the phone, you say, I haven't forgotten about you. I'm working on this. And, you, and what happens is when customers are angry or irate or frustrated or feeling impatient, they become more forgiving when there's that relationship and doing this human elements correctly. So when you're saying pick up the phone, you don't mean like pick up the phone and call somebody because I don't know about you, but I don't answer any number I don't know. Well, I agree with, um, with that, but I'm saying pick up the phone to your customers who you have, who you're servicing. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Make sure you're available to them. Make sure that in their, your phone, especially if you're the relationship manager of, of an account, you know, that they're in your favorites, they're on your mobile phone. So if someone calls, you know, it's them, you personalize that conversation. And one more thing, a tip that people don't realize on our, on our phones, and you know, especially Apple phones, that you have the ability to customize your text messages. So when you know a client is calling and you, or cut, you know, and you can't get to it, don't text a standard generic message. You can create a couple different ones in your phone. So that's what I mean by, by personalizing mm -hmm. and humanizing it. Yeah, it's the little things, isn't it? I mean, um, yes. especially like you said, if things aren't even going well, as long as you're having that conversation, you know, and you're telling your customer, hey, look, you know, yep, we're, we, yeah, it's not good. We're working on it. That sure helps a lot. You didn't fix it, but at least you kind of fixed the customer, at least for that moment. Correct. Well, Stacy, you also, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say communication. I mean, we could spend this entire time talking about communication because it's, it's the number one pain point in different companies that I've worked at where it's the customer communication that can be improved and the internal communication that can be better. And, and so that's a topic that's just so big that is in our control. Now, you also touch on, on transparency. In, in that area, you want to comment a little bit on transparency and its importance, um, even as it relates to building trust with the customer? Yeah, so um, again, it's telling the customer, being honest, being authentic. Um, they know when something's wrong, 
by prolonging and not telling them what's happening, if there's, if there's something they're waiting for. Um, so here's an example. Um, I ordered uh, some t-shirts. And of course, this is during COVID, so life's a little bit different anyway. But I ordered some t-shirts, and the company had sent me an email proactively to say, we are not going to be able to deliver the, your product on time. We are so sorry, but we're going to keep you informed over the next two weeks on the delivery status. So instead of waiting for me, first of all, to get frustrated, where's my products and have to call them, they made it easy for me. They made it a low level of effort for me to keep informed. So even though I'm annoyed that I'm not getting these shirts I wanted, for a particular reason, they, they, they were transparent, they owned up to the issue, and I was more forgiving. I, I, you know, I understood better. So transparency, yeah, be, be honest, be upfront. You know, transparency could be just as simple as just saying what's going on. I don't know if you guys have had a recent experience like this because it happens to everybody. You go, say you're physically in a, a brick and mortar place and you ask somebody behind the counter to do something for you and they just turn and walk away. Now they're doing, they're doing something on your behalf, but they're not telling you. You don't know if they just walked away from you or they're actually going to go get the thing. So yes. just talking. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and by the way, I mean, this applies to internally too. I can't tell you how many times, you know, there's reorganizations. They're, they're part of, you know, they're part of business. They're part of certainly of corporate life. And sometimes there's reorganizations and then people don't even know who's where and who does what. And you're left kind of like a, on a scavenger hunt, figuring out, you know, where, where'd everybody go? And so Again, that's so simple that can make, you know, make or break the employee experience by just knowing, you know, simple things like that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about the employee experience because EX is such a big part of yeah. customer experience. Um, yes. What are your guiding principles as a leader of a team of people? You have to really listen, 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 listen to what they are saying um, just like the voice of the customer is really important to inform new product development, market messaging, pricing strategies, the same is employee, voice of employee, and making sure that they are part of the process, they are empowered to do what's right for customers, not always have to go, you know, escalate it, but actually take care of the customer and feel empowered. Um, but I want to put a caveat, which is that you have to marry both the customer voice, the customer feedback with the employee feedback. The employee can't replace the customer feedback. So sometimes companies will take a shortcut and not go to the customer and use the employee instead. So you got to really be careful and marry both. Mm -hmm. But listen, yeah, listen to them. Well, I think the other thing when it comes to listening is not just about what they have to say about the customer, um, but also about what management can do to facilitate their performance to the customer, right? Uh, help them to identify the factors that are either inhibiting um, or contributing to their ability 
for successful service delivery. 100%. Uh, what we do um, at my workplace is we are listening and reading all the customer surveys, all the customer feedback calls, listening to the audios. And what we do is we use the field, the sales teams and branches, we use that, that insight and follow up, close the loop with the customer, take those, the feedback and celebrate, especially when the customer mentions somebody by name, mm -hmm. celebrate them. But then the ones where there's, there, there's a gap, use those as coaching opportunities. Good point. Now so you you, uh, sorry, go ahead, Tom. You, you also touch on validating your beliefs. Can, can you talk to us, tell us a little bit what you mean by that? Yeah, so I may think I know what the customer wants. I might think that I might design a customer journey, I or we, a team, which it should be, a team, cross teams coming together and designing a customer journey from how they learn and buy and get and pay, get help, right, the whole journey. But what happens is a lot of times we develop it from the inside and we think we know what the customer expects and we think we know what the customer wants. And so what I say by validating is taking your journey maps and taking them to your target audience, what we call personas, and validating, is this the way it's designed? Does this meet your needs? Why or why not? And so that's part of a CX practice. Now, doesn't that apply equally to leading your employees as well? Absolutely. Yes. What, what do you, so as a leader, I will sit down, have one-on-ones with my team, understand what moves them. What do they like? What do they not like? As much as it's in my control based on their voice and expression of what they feel, not what I think they want. I really want them to love their job. So when we have a series of projects, it's very, very intentional who gets what projects based on what they love to do. So yes, it's all of it's personalized. It has to be. What do you think about the, um, some people think there's a line where you don't really want to get into people's personal business when you're talking about getting to know your employees. Um, what, where do you come out on that one? So I believe there is definitely a boundary. Some people are very open I am. I'm the same person I am at work and home. And there are people that are very private. And so that's part of knowing your team, your colleagues, your boss, your friends, and not pushing anybody. Um, here's an example. So during COVID, in order to kind of break the, what I call loneliness and a little bit of sadness and tough times that we've been through, I started a book club with my team and what I said to some of the folks so we started with uh, Simon Sinek's book start with the why and I'm a big believer in, in knowing your why and as much as the team is willing to share their why with me I understand them and can support their why so there was uh, one individual and said I don't want to read the book I said that's fine those who want to read it will read it if you can join the conversations or just listen in or talk from your experience, great. But I would never push that person. Well, it turns out the person joined the weekly meetings 
and ended up watching some YouTube videos to be able to contribute. But to your point, some people just don't want to get that close, but then they change their mind when they feel safe. Mm -hmm. Now you've really touched on um, humanizing um, your approach and, and, and leadership. What are some other, you know, given COVID um, and given people working remotely and that lack of engagement with, with, with the people you normally work with, how, how can leaders take their humanity and, and, and having a more effective relationship with their employees right now? The biggest word that comes to mind is empathy. Empathy. Everybody is going through this human experience mm -hmm. very differently. And fortunately, I work in a company where um, people are in every country. And so I'm learning about culture. I'm learning about, I talk to Italy and Switzerland and, and Australia. And I mean, I'm, every day it's like different countries. And I'm getting a chance to learn that we're, we're in different places, but we're living the same human experience. And so I think that empathy of how we're all going through it with families, um, some without families, and supporting our team's work-life balance even more, um, and, and, and appreciating everybody's unique situation and helping them to, to get the work done. It, it's not like based on a clock anymore. It's, the, the days run into each other. Yeah. It's, not even a, it's not even a calendar anymore. Yeah, it goes so fast sometimes. So you, you really shed some light on your personal philosophy about CX and that of Schindler. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the CX roles on your team and what that might look like in your industry? Yes. So I've worked in a lot of different organizations and the org structure is varied. Um, so it's a really big topic about where does CX sit in organizations. Um, but I would say to you, first of all, there's no right or wrong way. If you don't have a CX organization, that's probably wrong. <laughs> in fact, it's definitely wrong because it means that you're not focusing on the customer experience in, in the right methodologies that it requires. And you're too focused on profit, 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 which we're obviously all exist in business for, but that comes from differentiating your brand and that comes from customer experience. Uh, my team, there are, uh, we're split among supporting, first and foremost is the field, the front line, and helping them to be able to deliver customer excellence however they need it, whatever challenges they come up, and it's partnering with them because that's how the results happen. So my team, we have over 60 offices, and so we are very focused on supporting them and the unique cultures in each office and different parts of America. Um, so there's no cookie-cutter approach. There are best practices. And so my team is really helping to deliver the best practices, especially during a pandemic that looks a little different than other times. My team is also getting thousands, plural, thousands of customer feedback through different tactics. So we really understand what the customer wants, where are the pain points, and then 
deliver that to the different teams to be able to optimize the experience and so much more. Now, what are some, and, and you know, I, I know it's important. You don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to give anything away to the competition, but what, what, you know, I'm, I'm still learning about CX and the different position titles. If, if, if I had a student in the marketing department here, what, what, what potential role or position title could they aspire to other than yours? We want to take that away um, on, on your team, on the CX team. What, what, what does that kind of look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I, really, I really encourage students to study, learn about customer experience because it's a real field now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're preaching to the choir now. Preaching to the choir. But, yeah, I, yeah I, and I've been preaching to my students too. But I want to be able to point to where 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 could yeah. a college graduate go and what role would it, would they be in? Yes. So first of all, um, I do want to say that I came from a marketing background, degrees in marketing. I not everybody will agree with me on this statement, but I feel that CX is the new marketing. And absolutely, it's marketing in its purest form, isn't it? It really it is. is. It is. Yeah. So for those getting marketing degrees, as I did, and I still am a marketer at heart, but you have to understand the intricacies of how you deliver customer experience. So the roles are a variety. You could go into a call center and be a customer service rep. Customer service is different than customer experience mm -hmm. management. Um, customer service rep, be on the phone with customers, listen to what they're saying and learn how to deal with when they're unhappy. There's also the ability to be uh, one in charge of, of voice of customer. Mm -hmm. So whether you are mm -hmm. making phone calls to customers, whether you're administering surveys, whether you're aggregating social media commentary and ratings and reviews and then pulling that together and giving that to the product teams and the e-commerce channel teams, et cetera. So there's that role. There is program managers. So we are developing ways that we take our customer satisfaction scores, NPS scores, looking at the data and coming up with programs, campaigns, has marketing to it. So there's that as well. You could be, you could have a love for data and customer insights. Boy, you're needed because mm -hmm. there's so much data, never mind big data, even little data. There's a huge role for that. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous. Oh, great. So that was more. awesome. That was awesome. Well, this <laughs> has been fun, Stacy. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, you know, you've got a lot of blog posts. So hopefully we'll have you back on the show again soon. There's some um, good reading over there. Really good stuff. Thanks for being here. And listeners, you can find more about um, Stacy, not, not just on her LinkedIn page, but also at doingcxright.com. Yes, she has her own web page. Bob, you and I, we need to get our own web page. Well, um, maybe I do have it. Yeah, there you go. You might, yeah, 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 just haven't told us. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Stacy, and thank you listeners for, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tom and Bob Show. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and share it on LinkedIn and Twitter. 
If you have any ideas or suggestions for future podcasts, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. After all, you're our customer. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.